Homestyle Green, episode number 55. G'day and welcome back to Homestyle Green and welcome to 2014. It has been a long time and I apologise for that, but it's great to be back. Today I'm going, I've got a mixed bag today um, because it's a lot about getting back in the saddle, get, getting back into 2014 and I just wanted to do a quick um, recording to say hello and to also say thank you. It's been quite amazing. I've been doing quite a lot of work with Natalie uh, on her two podcasts, both If Only They Told Me uh, Parenting Relationship podcast and also Go To Girl, both doing very well and um, climbing up in the popularity in both iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So check those out and I'll put links to those. Um, exciting stuff going on, particularly for If Only They Told Me, which I'll, I will talk about uh, towards the end of the show. Um, but it's made me uh, be... Um, looking at Libsyn where we host the shows and I realized that there, there are still people out there. I've had 600 downloads of Homestyle Green just in January and I haven't, it's been a couple of months now since I've recorded an episode. And I know from time to time when I'm looking through iTunes and I'm looking for new shows, one of the things I look at is when the most recent show has been published. And I'm very disappointed when I come across a show that I think, gee, I'd really love to keep listening to that, and then I see that the most recent one hasn't or hasn't been updated for a couple of months, or it's a little bit old, and then I, I sort of hover, and sometimes I'll not start listening to think, well, I, I don't want to waste my time listening to this if it's not going to carry on being produced. So I would like to commit, in fact, I am going to commit to carrying on this podcast, and it may not be weekly um, because there is quite a lot of other stuff happening uh, at the moment, but it certainly will be uh, on a regular basis, um, two to three times a month, and um, uh, I, I may review that as the year progresses to uh, see if I can get it back to a weekly show, which would be awesome, I think, because there's a lot of exciting stuff happening and continuing to happening in the world of making homes better. So what I am going to talk about today is some of the stuff that we've been up to. And here in Auckland, it is summertime. I've just gone back to work for the year. So um, I've had that summer break and enjoyed some time at home doing a bit of DIY. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk a bit more about podcasts and some of the podcasts that I've been listening to and some of the other media that I've been listening to as well. And um, one of the projects I didn't quite get around to, but I will be talking about in a bit good good content for an upcoming show. And um, then finally, I just want to curate um, some content from another um, source, which I've looked at, and maybe talk a little bit about how to find good information on the website on on the internet that is relevant as well, because there's a lot of information out there, and we can waste a lot of time wading through all the stuff that is maybe uh, not so good. So starting out with DIY, and I was very privileged to have my dad come and stay. Mum and dad came and stayed with us for 10 days just after Christmas. Always a pleasure to have them come. And I think because they live out of town, when they do come, they, they tend to come and live in the house with us. And dad is awesome. My dad, very lucky that um, he's a bit of a, a Mr. Fix-It and loves nothing better, is completely happy just staying at home mixing stuff, which is awesome. And we also tend to have one project per visit, or 
typically they come out and visit us in the summertime or um, Easter time. And, and uh, for that block of time, we, we usually pick one project. Last year, it was a um, pergola or a, a veranda at the front that we, we put a roof on, and uh, which is awesome for the winter to have some dry space at the entrance to our house. I think it's really important. Plus, it gives a bit of shade now in the summertime as well, which is equally important for improving that indoor outdoor flow. And on a in a home performance point of view, really important to keep that dampness out of the house as well. So having a transition area, I think, is really, really important for a house. And, and our house didn't have one. Uh, so that was a, a big improvement that we made last year. This year was a bit of an interesting one. It, it, and it's something I've been thinking about and, and thinking about, if I do talk about this, how do I present it? Because it's it's not anything to do with energy efficiency. It's nothing to do with water efficiency. It's nothing, arguably, to do with sustainability. But then I thought about this and realized that DIY is often about aesthetics. And I often say to people if they're wanting to, if they're in sales or selling insulation or selling even heating, for them to, if you're in that space, or even if you're designing a house, what is your competition? And I think the likes of insulation, um, if you're selling insulation, one of your competitors are um, decks or new bathrooms. And the reason for that is because we, as homeowners have a limited budget for DIY over a year. And there will be different um, desires or different needs and different desires that we have for that home. And a lot of those aren't necessarily about power, power bills or about our environmental impact. Some of them are about lifestyle and about aesthetics. And sometimes those things win over. And I guess this is one of those cases. However, there was a, a small thread of sustainability in there because we had a four um, doors, cupboard doors that we had in our garage. And these cupboard doors have followed us or we've um, kept them with us. And they were part of the original house that was built in 1930s in Christchurch. And we did a renovation in that house and converted it from a two-bedroom villa into a four-bedroom. Well, we kept the front of it as a villa, but we added a, a very modern extension onto the back of it and as part of that we um, integrated these these um, beautiful uh, original wooden one's a solid panel wood. I'll put some photos up so you can see it but one's a panel wood and one's uh, lead light windows beautiful craftsmanship gone into making them uh, genuine uh, Rimu hardwood uh, timber and uh, we, we reused them in the new part of the of the renovation for those that don't know my story of how we moved to Auckland. Basically, we, we enjoyed that renovation for around about six months before um, we got hit by the earthquake and uh, then had to move. And th in fact, that house is still standing, but will soon be demolished. So we didn't unfortunately get to enjoy the benefits of that renovation. Learn a lot though in that renovation and hopefully get to uh, um, utilize all that learning again sometime soon. But during a visit to Christchurch, I was able to salvage those doors from the house and they sort of stayed in the garage. And we, um, a couple of years later, we bought this house and it had an alcove. And we had been thinking about this alcove for quite a while and, and Nat had always wanted a, a bookcase, a built-in bookshelf. And it was always assumed that we would eventually get to do that. But I was thinking, no, we've got lots of other things, more important things to do before we... We worry about the aesthetics of the home. 
like insulation and heating and um, maybe even a, a water tank. Lots of things that are probably around about the same sort of budget. I'm thinking one to $2,000 that I would possibly prioritize myself ahead of things that might just look nice inside. Maybe I'm a little bit odd like that, but um, there you go. So, But anyway, mum and dad, were, we were sitting in the lounge and, and we were going through the list that I always write up of uh, little odd jobs that dad can do while he's here. And we started talking about this cupboard. And, and mum said, well, what about those cupboard doors? Haven't you got those? And they aren't, can't you use them? Dad and I looked at each other and I very quickly realized that what I thought was going to be a fairly simple job was probably going to turn into quite a complicated exercise. However, we did have a very successful week and I'm very proud I love my dad and uh, very proud of the, the job that we, we did and it's an awesome uh, addition to the home. I think we we'd probably spent about a thousand bucks doing it. Um, quite a few decisions to be made there in, in terms of what to buy and the the, the learn some some learning that I, I did extract from that exercise was the fact that we were able to recycle something and I think that is always a great strategy if at all possible not just from an environmental resource point of view, but also just the aesthetic and, and the value that that adds to the house, adds real character. And it also gives us a sense of ownership and um, of the house as well, because that's a part now that, that we've actually put our own blood, sweat and tears, quite literally, into creating this little part of, of this house. But I also think that it's important that if you are embarking on DIY, for anyone who's embarking on DIY in their house, that you consider you what your capability is. Now, I'm very fortunate that Dad is very capable and he knows um, he's always been very good with his hands and he's um, been very skilled as a, uh, as a mechanic but also as a, as a creator and working with wood and understanding um, lots of different how things work, basically. And he's passed a lot of that on to me. I always wish to work with him in the shed so we understand how each other work and, and you have used tools and done building projects together. But we know where our limits are as well. For example, I want to get some lights in there and I'm not an electrician. I'm, there's no way I'm going to start doing that myself. So at that point, I need to say, no, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to get someone in to help me. And that might be the case for a lot of other things. And, and I think we have a tendency to over-DIY in uh, certainly in New Zealand, probably in Australia, and probably in other places as well. And this wasn't my idea. This has come from uh, speaking with a builder who actually specialises in, in renovations. And they see this all the time where they're basically coming in to fix up problems where people have tried to do DIY and basically stuffed it up. So I think DIY is great. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, but I think one of the important things is to, is to know your limitations. But it also can be a great way of improving your home. And let's face it, improving the lifestyle and the aesthetic is part of creating a great space to live. And it's not just about insulation and heating and, and collecting your rainwater. It is also about having fun and, and loving where you are and, and being proud of what you are. So great project. Uh, thanks, Dad, for all your help. And uh, check out the photos on the website. A couple other things I want to mention. Um, what else have I been up to? Well, I've been listening to lots of other podcasts. And the more I hear about it, admittedly from people who are a little bit biased because they're podcasters themselves, but podcasting is definitely growing and it's going to get more and more popular. I think 
free live to live radio and and even live media and TV and um, video is is getting rarer and rarer. We choose when we listen to things. Um, for example, I've the family's out of the house. I've been doing a bit of a housework this morning. I've been listening to podcasts. Um, nothing really interesting that I want to listen to on live radio, but I've got a stack um, of podcasts that are on my playlist, and it's a great chance to to crank through those. So some of my favorites at the moment include Michael Hyatt, and he's a previous um, previously he's been a top man, senior manager of a publishing company, has his own platform called Platform Platform University, and puts to get puts out a, a great um, podcast. And he, he's also done a lot of posting recently on goal setting, which are obviously is very topical for January, but also uh, very relevant to anyone who's thinking about creating a home or helping others with their home you're thinking about goals for this year what what are your plans for your house this year so check out uh, michaelhyatt.com um, another favorite of mine at the moment is Jamie Tardy now Jamie's website is eventualmillionaire.com so Jamie Tardy I think very relevant for anyone who's running your own small business as you are if you're a builder or a designer or an architect then definitely uh, some great advice from some of her guests and this is just a, a small sample, but also Natalie Sisson. Now, um, I had the pleasure of editing one of Natalie uh, Sisson's interviews with my wife, Natalie Cutler-Welsh, just recently. And they're actually going to do a, a workshop together early next year. But Natalie Sisson has a, a podcast all about her life as a suitcase entrepreneur. And basically, she um, is a speaker and has developed a following from doing what she does and, and enjoy doing what she what she's doing and not being bound geographically to one location. Now, these are all sort of personal and business development type podcasts and I think they are absolutely relevant to anyone who is a small business owner or working to increase their profile in a building and architecture and design um, perspective or in, in that sort of world. Because as we've talked about in this show before, if you're in that space and if you're, if you're honestly passionate about making homes better, then you are also in a sales role because you're selling your services, but you're also in the, in the business of connecting with people and convincing people and fixing people's problems as well. And that's what the core of all these other personal and business development type of podcasts are all about. So get stuck into those. The other thing to nourish your mind, as I've been enjoying recently, has been TED Talks. And I think most people know about TED Talks. If you don't, check it out. It's pretty easy to find, either on um, YouTube or just do a search, Google search for TED Talk. But there's also another podcast, which is TED Talk Radio, which is a great summary each week. It's put out by NPR, I think. And that is a, a fourth great podcast to subscribe to. Um, and something else we've been doing recently is, in, is um, basically we've ditched the news. The news is far too depressing. And there's a lot of other stuff, which is, which is I think, the real news. It's, it's, it's inspiring stuff and exciting stuff and things that people are actually doing that probably will make a difference in the, in the world. And a lot of these guys are, and, and girls are on TED Talk. So... Last few nights, instead of sitting down and, and watching the news, I've been sitting down with the whole family and 
putting on a, a TED Talk. And the great thing about TED Talks is they're only about 12 to 15 minutes long. So you can watch a couple of those for half an hour. And they're, they don't all have to be deep and meaningful and serious. Some of them are actually really good fun and some of them are just purely entertaining. So um, get stuck into those as well. Now, just one other thing I wanted to talk about this week was one of the projects that we bought some material to do but didn't quite get around to it. So um, I may get into it and, and talk about it in an upcoming episode. But it's a topic... Um, well, it's not a huge topic. It's about fly screens. And it's a bit odd in New Zealand because we don't tend to have them. Now, our house actually has a fly screen on the front door and on the back door. But we have a whole bunch of windows in the house which we need for ventilation. And most of those, a lot of those windows open right now. It's a nice sunny day. It's quite warm today. I'm trying to air the house out. And those windows are just wide open. Now, in Australia, you wouldn't dream of having an a house open like that without having fly screens to keep the mosquitoes and the flies out of the house. But we don't tend to do that here. and We tend to rely a lot on sprays and these um, misters that um, pump out a little spray uh, every every few minutes. And so we kind of rely on chemicals. And it, it just seems quite bizarre to me that, and, and my parents say this every single time they come because they're used to being in Australia where they have fly screens all the time. Um, and I've kind of got used to now not having them, but I certainly always grew up with them. So we, we bought some material and you can buy, buy fly screen material. You can buy kits as well where you can actually make fly screen. Um, so that's going to be my next project is um, putting some fly screens up on just a couple of windows to start. I'm just going to try a few different techniques of putting that up and I will keep you posted on how that goes and, uh, and put some pictures up. All right, that is enough from me for this week. Um, so it was just me in the front of the microphone, but apart, mostly what this was about was just getting back on the horse, getting stuck into it, saying hello, and to thank everyone for tuning in. Please do send me your, if you have any questions or people that you would like me to interview, or if you've got a product or service that you'd like to talk about um, that you think would be relevant for our audience, then please do get me get in touch, comments at homestylegreen.com. I'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to engaging with some great designers and builders and architects and also people who have built their own home and, or, or designed a home um, using somebody else. And I want to talk to them about that during this year as well. So here's to a good 2014. Hope you can achieve your goals this year. And I look forward to bringing you some great content on building better homes. Thank you very much. I'm Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and this is Homestyle Green. Oh, now, just before I go, I said I was going to mention what Nat and Jackie have been up to over at ifonlytheytoldme.com. They have just got their Kickstarter campaign going. It's open only for 30 days, and very proud of what they've been up to. They've been working hard on this for over two years now, but they've finally got their manuscript all ready, and they've got their Kickstarter campaign up and running, and they're raising some money to put out their book. So if you want to get your hands on a copy of their book, head on over to ifonlytheytoldme.com slash book, and you'll be taken to their If Only They Told Me parenting book page on Kickstarter. 
check it out. It's uh, it's a fun video. Had a lot of fun putting that together with them and very proud of all the work they've been doing over the last two years. So check that out and support that campaign. That would be awesome. Talk to you next week.